Welcome to the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad Podcast, Episode 2, a SelectButton.net Gaiden podcast. Our team of brave explorers plays one game selected, sort of, at random from the Super Nintendo library. Afterwards, we discuss it using the five standardized and totally normal metrics for storing a video game. It's not storing, scoring a video game. Uh, gun, vanity, mystery, poetry, and harmony. Joining me today are... Courier Rice. Uh, Cuba Libre. Uh, Marina. Mobile. One second before. And I'm your host, Virtual Clint. This week we're playing Sim Ant, a game that gave me completely inaccurate ideas about how ant colonies work, and probably hundreds of other children as well. Did I would. I, oh yeah. What? Totally. You <laughs> should have read the manual. I read all that info about ants. I re- I didn't <laughs> read anything. Helpful things. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, but okay. I mean, the ants are very big and strong, and they have a lot of friends. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> oh god. Well, I mean, my thought was that you know, ants are controlled by a, an ant god, and there's one very smart ant that controls everything. Like yeah. <laughs> the yellow okay, ant well, is the Goku certain... ant. <laughs> oh my god. There's a certain point where you gotta like separate the avatar from what's expected to be interpreted as like simulation. Well, I was like 10. Okay, all right. I thought we were talking about now. I missed that. No. I think the the yellow ant is more of a prophet. Like, you play the role of God. You give prophecies to the yellow ant, who then passes them along. I mean, come on, guys. Oh, that's perfect. All right. Uh, So, since, okay, before we get into the nitty gritty of the prophecy of ants. How, um, what's have, have has anybody played this game before? I played it when I was a kid via the wonders of emulation. Um, but have have any of you encountered this game before? We played it today or for this? There were emulators uh, when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you, you remember fucking <laughs> whatever it was, the PS One. What was it called? Bleem? It was like the, the yeah. Oh yeah, Bleem. And Connectics, <laughs> Connectics game something. Oh my gosh! And it worked. No, out I actually, games. I actually played a buttload of this game, but on PC, and so I never encountered it on the SNES. And so when I did for this, I was shocked because it's it's different, man. On, on the SNES, yeah. it's very different. Uh, yeah, I had it when I was a kid for the PC, and I was definitely too young for it. I did not understand how to play it whatsoever, but I do remember that. I really wanted to get into the house. Like, you start out in the yard, and eventually, if you're good at the game, you can get into the house. That's probably not that hard to do, but when I was, like, six playing this thing, I had no conception. Uh, I just got eaten by antlions and spiders constantly. It was kind of scary. Those exist? For what it's worth, uh, for what it's worth, when Tulpa was streaming this and I was watching, because I didn't play this, haha, I cheated, um, (laughs) he never got inside the house. Oh, there's I a whole new so world much. in here. I missed out on so much. It's an exercise in patience, largely, to get inside the house. If you play very slowly, it's not too difficult. You try to raid early when you're not prepared to. Sometimes uh, you can make things worse. Um, I played this game when I was about seven or eight. I, um, the year it came out, I think, 93. I got it for Christmas because my dad um, 
he sort of bought this SNES for us, but he also for me and my brothers. But he also bought it for himself because he wanted to play SimCity. Um, so he really, really liked SimCity on the SNES. Um, so he ended up getting SimAt when it came out as well, giving it to me for Christmas. But he played it a lot as well, um, and I've always loved it. The one like. At any point in my life, I could have hummed to you the save music. <laughs> so it takes so long to save, and it's just such a it's the most like upbeat. It's it's like um, the first level from Super Mario Land in terms of like <laughs> happiness in video game music. It's great. Uh, in the pro Jared video, he actually like shows how long it takes, and it takes about two and a half minutes to save. Oh and it's God. like a thirty second loop as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if with, with any luck, it's playing over what we're saying right now. <laughs> There's a, actually a very it's kind of ironic. All the longer tunes you never hear because the game has this quirk where if you change any screen whatsoever. The screens will have their own music, and it restarts from the very beginning. Um, so if you're just foraging and you're going in and out of uh, in your nest, you, you don't get to hear the overworld tune all the way through. And yet you hear the 30-second save music loop like five times every time you turn it on. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I, that save is so incredibly long. I actually remember when I was emulating this when I was a kid for the first time, I I had this weird thought in my head because I fast-forwarded through that screen because you can fast-forward an emulator, and I thought, oh, it's lying to me that it takes this long to save. I remember thinking that, oh, that's not really how long it takes to save. They're just doing this for some reason. So that's that's my memory associated with that horrifically long save screen. <laughs> I was rather, uh, uh, not terrified, but I was rather put off when I realized that the PC version actually lets you fast forward at any point. Yeah, the the PC version's a lot more uh, friendly in some ways, and I feel like there's a little bit more control over things, but yeah, I don't know. It it was weird, because when I, I played the PC version after the Super Nintendo version, and I've mixed them up in my head. There are certain things you can do in the PC version that you can't do on the Super Nintendo, and it's kind of it's kind of messy. So it's weird. I'm very interested in that because I've only played the Super Nintendo version, and I have played a lot of the Super Nintendo version. I I've never touched the PC version. Well, so the PC version has like a toolbar across the top with, so like in the. SNES version, you've got those little like icons on the left, and you'd like scroll through them and then pick sub icons. But the PC, you just point and click. Um, right. Yeah. Also, the uh, graphics, the graphics and sound are completely different uh, on the PC version. I actually prefer how the PC version looks and sounds. Uh, the Super Nintendo one is a bit more kind of like cartoony, and it's a bit zoomed in. Uh, yeah, it, it's less menacing, I think. I have a question. Did nobody here, while they were emulating this game, emulate the SNES mouse extension thing? Oh. Because I <laughs> should have. Yeah? That's an interesting story there. Right? Uh, oh. PC version. I actually had the SNES mouse, and I have used it with this game. Um, oh I would say it's almost universally inferior to using the gamepad. Oh, my goodness. Really? 
Uh, yeah, yeah um, I, would, I would not recommend it. That's when Tulpa was screaming this, he tested out the mouse, and yeah, you gotta you're better off with the pad because the uh, the the SNES mouse is not only a trackball mouse; it's a bad trackball mouse. So wh- I wonder why you say in t- it specifically it's inferior because I did try to use the mouse on the emulator, and it was way too sensitive, which I put down to like a hardware issue. Is it that way on the Super Nintendo as well? And actually, now we're talking about gun, so we're just going to talk about gun now. Uh, the SNES mouse, I got it with Mario Paint, which I also had as a kid. Um, and I was curious, you know, what it would do in the sim. I'd already played the game a lot before uh, testing that out because I did not know it would do that at first. Um, when I did test it out, you know, part of it is there's only two buttons on the SNES mouse, whereas there's many more, obviously, on the, on the pad. So there are some shortcuts you can't do. One of the most useful things you can do on the pad is you can hold L1 and move the D-pad and it will actually move your screen as fast as your cursor would move. Oh, wow. It's the same sort of trick. I believe you hold Y in um, SimCity and you get the same effect. Um, it's It allows you to actually play the game very differently than I would imagine you play the PC version. And this is kind of how you really want to play the scenarios. We can get into that later if we need to, but um, you it's kind of like a locked camera in a MOBA. You hold down that button and you can still use the cursor and tap the A button to move the cursor relative to your scrolling window. So then you can kind of guide your mouse or, or guide your uh, your ant around very precisely in kind of an action scenario while you, especially after you've recruited all and you've, you've got this giant bunch, you know, it may be beneficial for actually to go over the basic mechanics of the, this NES version. Yeah, that's actually a good point because we haven't really talked about what Simant is in general. So Simant is an ant simulator, but it plays, at least on the Super Nintendo, (laughs) it plays a lot more like a kind of very simple real-time strategy game where you control one unit and then you can recruit your other ants and move them and collect food. Um, And so there's two grand goals. The one is in the full mode where you want to take over the whole yard and the whole house and eradicate all the red ants. And then there's a scenario mode as well where it's just a single scenario and you want to eradicate the red ants in these different scenarios. Um, and, yeah, the way that it controls essentially is that you are one ant, and you're the little yellow ant, and uh, you can give orders. But when your yellow ant dies, it just gets reborn, and you can choose whether to be a worker, a soldier, or a breeder. Um so that's kind of the general flow of the game. This is a Buddhist genocide simulator. <laughs> <laughs> um, so about the main goal of the game, I I think this is from the PC manual, actually, because I took a, a pretty close look at that. It's the best manual ever. I'll talk about it later. But uh, they said the goal of this game, and this is pretty gun, if you ask me, is defeat the red ants in each section of the yard and drive the humans out of the house. Oh, yeah, that's something to talk about, is you can drive the humans out of the house. Like, you can just get <laughs> oh It's gosh. incredible. When I Who knew the place? Attack on Titan video game predated the series by that much? <laughs> uh, when I first played this, uh, it was just, this is the first time I played it, by the way. I've I, I'd been aware of it. I had seen it, but I was never really into, like, the same type games, so I've just never given it a chance. But when I popped this into my old emulator machine... And I started it up, and 
you hit overview. I did the tutorial and it tells you to hit overview. And I'm like, wow, this is a pretty big space. And then you can zoom out further. And there's like, it's like a whole war conquest campaign. Because you have like, I don't know, I want to say like 30 sections of the yard, like segmented into a grid. And then there's a house. And it says in this little pop-up box, like, oh yeah, by the way, you can go in the house and you can just like kill the humans. I mean, not literally, but it's like, this was much more vast and just expansive than I had anticipated, and it felt really overwhelming considering I didn't even get past the first scenario <laughs> where you like your goal is just to like kill the red ants, like that's it. So I don't know. I think uh, real quick, I, I think that it uh, lends to a sense of scale. First of all, it's a massive sense of scale because the maps. Uh, particularly with the zoom of the SNES version, you're very zoomed in. You can only see a small amount of terrain at a time. And then when you zoom out and you see the whole yard relative to the scale of, you know, the individual quarters and the spiders and the grass. It was um, dark. That's uh, just a sensational sense of scale you get from, you know, just two juxtaposed scenes um, you know, with no transition between them really to speak of, but it's it conveys such a sense of scale. It's really fantastic. Right? I felt like I was really in it. It's but. really very MOBA, isn't it? Because like you, <laughs> you have your hero ant, and like yes. you have all the uh, yeah. the, the creeps, and right. Like, well, right you send them out to like kill the spiders, which is like jungling or leveling up or whatever the fuck. I never really played a MOBA, so I'm just making up the words, and then. <laughs> Right. <laughs> your, your food is your resource, yeah. Tracer's there, the monkey's there. Right, and then you and then you take all of the ants into the red thing and you blow up the main tower, which is the, the queen, the enemy queen. It's very MOBA-esque. <laughs> yeah, that's I, a really I good point. Agree. When you hold yeah. that L1 button, baby, it feels like a locked camera MOBA, like 100%. Like, I feel like the simiest part about this game is that there are ant graphics and that they represent ants and that's it. And like... <laughs> The rest of the game they have is just and they lay eggs and there are queens. Come on, yeah. you know? it's just an RTS dance, and that's pretty fucking rad, in my opinion. Um, sorry. There's another thing that's pretty cool, which is that it, in some way, tries to emulate the way that ants uh, leave scent trails to tell each other where to go, find food, and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah. I know that. I know that that's a thing in this game because there's a little menu where you can look at the uh, scent trails, but I think in the PC version it's more developed and you can actually intentionally leave scent trails, but I'm not totally sure. Um, so um, if, so you basically, in the SNES version, if you're playing seriously, you almost always want to leave the trail on unless you're looking at the map um, because it shows different things when you turn that on on the map. It doesn't show you all of what else is on the map. Um, but the scent trails are extremely useful. Um, I haven't played the PC version, but I would imagine it's probably very, very similar. You can intentionally leave scent trails yourself. Um, the way the mechanic works is you pick up a piece of food and you start walking with it, and it has um, it'll leave a red trail behind you if you've turned on the uh, the scent trails for your colony. You can turn them on for the enemy as well, and there are also um, nest trails. A nest sense where it kind of gives you a, a radius around any um, nest entrances you have that can guide lost ants back to it. Um, cool. So those are actually very useful and they're very 
they're very uh, well applied in the SNES in, uh, version. I would be surprised if it was too different in the PC, but I, you know, I may be. It's very, it's very fleshed out, is what I mean to say. Mm-hmm. I feel like someone's being apprehended behind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, something that bugged me mechanic-wise is that uh, you are not at all. Bugged you? Uh, I get it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, anyway, <laughs> so something that irritated me is that, well, not really irritated, but it's there. So It made you antsy? Yes, it made me antsy. It, it, in my pantsy. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so the thing is that they don't at all pressure you to build ant nests like actual ant nests. There's no, there's no rooms. Actual ant right. nests work like actual, like house plans. Like they, there's a room for garbage, just like you do in your own house. There's a room for the baby, the room for the queen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> and here you just, you just fuck around in this one. At least in the Super Nintendo version, where digging appears to be a little less elegant looking. The PC version had smaller tiles, and I think that that all fit together. I noticed that right off the bat. It actually did. It was irksome because I went into this being like, "Oh yeah, fuck! I love ants. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my own ant nest, and I'm gonna make a bunch of rooms. I'm gonna play Ant Dwarf Fortress." And then it's like the actual ants start doing stuff, and they're just placing shit randomly. All my hard work went to waste basically because I I partitioned these rooms like perfectly, and then the eggs just go everywhere. The food just goes everywhere. Like it doesn't matter. Can I say I would play the hell out of an Ant Dwarf Fortress? That would be amazing. <laughs> well, that's oh, kind of what this is. Like oversimplified. Like, extremely simplified. I would yeah. love Dwarf Ant Dwarf like that Fortress. Would, that would be the real same ant. Like, if you just simulate all of the limbs of the ant and the and the, the digestive systems and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Have, have the in-depth combat mechanics of Dwarf Fortress, but with ants. The, the thing yeah. is, that game does exist, and it's Dwarf Fortress. Yeah. <laughs> but I want ants. I want it to be ant-themed. Just, like, like okay, the- here's the thing. I'm pretty sure you can literally go into the game settings and change it so you're playing as ant monsters. I was literally going to just no. say that. Oh, my no. God. When I first played it, I made it. Replace dwarf with ant. Yeah, like, when I first played it, I replaced the dwarfs with humans because I was like, dwarves? Weird. <laughs> and I was boring. So, <laughs> So I'm sure you could literally do ants. And I'm sure they made an update for that because yeah. that game is unending. And that's what the podcast is about now. <laughs> so the ant houses that, that you build, I I suspect, I strongly suspect that as soon as you, because um, like you can expand to different parts of the yard and it's split up in a grid and then you can move to that grid and simulate what's going on there and be the yellow ant, whatever. But as soon as you move grid squares, I'm fairly certain the whole ant nest gets randomized. So even if you do build something, when you come back, it's gone. It's something else entirely. Oh, I that think. is correct. It is okay. messed up. Yes. That's so tragic. 100%. I'm not sure if that's the case that or if it's because the AI is actually doing stuff in the background. <laughs> no, it's, it's totally randomized. It's rerolled, basically. <laughs> is that true of the yard as well? Does the yard get, like, rerolled or the rocks and stuff mm, are in the same spots? No, the, the yard, they have, like... I don't know exactly how it's handled in the engine, but it's it, what it seems like at, to the player is that there's like an equilibrium that gets counter that you know uh, moves to different sides of the scale, um, and the red ants will generally start winning. But so that's what you know where your involvement comes in. But if you really conquer certain areas, like it's very very difficult for the red ants to ever come back there. Um, 
which that's where your involvement comes in. They'll stay relatively even with a slight advantage to the red ants um, until you've like completely rooted them out there and there are no adjacent tiles with red ants. Um, and then they're basic, more, more or less stable at that point. That actually reminds me uh, a couple little gun bits I wanted to mention before we moved on because I feel like we're getting there is uh, strategies that people have used that I found while looking through YouTube comments. And let's see, I believe one of them was, uh, give me a second here. Sure. Uh, I'll mention a strategy I saw on YouTube while you're looking. Uh, I saw a guy do every scenario in the game and uh, the scenarios are interesting. They're unique to the Super Nintendo game and have a lot of like original assets and they're kind of, kind of cool, but uh, it was so repetitive and uninteresting to watch the way this guy played. He was just like min-maxing everything. And what he did was, uh, he would start every scenario by spending a ton of time moving eggs around inside the underground, just like rearranging them so that he had a massive uh, force of ants ready to go. Uh, then he would leave and he would set up a food workflow by just like constantly uh, summoning ants and then dismissing them and summoning them and dismissing them next to a food source. And then he would just straight up go and attack the red ants and just like run over and kill the queen. Uh, I mean, I, I feel I like guess, that's how a lot of people play strategy games in general. That might be the whole idea. The yeah, I guess so. And I, I believe that that's exactly the video I was watching, but I went through his... Uh, this is where I actually found the strategies down in the uh, in the comments. He was mentioning that, uh, for one, if an antlion is nearby and you can fight them, you can actually just drop a rock on their head and it'll kill them. <laughs> and That rules. That's great. And another one, which is my favorite idea, is that you can block an enemy's nest hole with one rock and like I think you take it inside and you just put it in front of the the one door and the AI will just panic and scurry to open up as many entrances as possible to compensate for it and then if it rains the nest floods (laughs) (laughs) that is great pretty much it breaks down to make a lot of ants bring all the ants throw them at the other ants and then you win It's, it's actually not that complicated of a game at the end of the day well, there are some interesting twists there um, because, well, never mind. We'll get into that. That's the third topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had a gun thing I wanted to bring up because, and now we're talking about strategies. It's a perfect time. So the weirdest thing that I noticed about this game, even as a kid, was that in the yard part where you have multiple grid sections to go to, the ones that you're not looking at, as long as there's no red ants there, grow exponentially faster than the one you are looking at. So my strategy generally involved not, uh, eradicating the red ants as quickly as possible on the home base, which means that they're going to get a colony across the yard and grow really fast, but who cares? And then as soon as I can spread, spread, and then not watch colonies until they have a high population, jump into them, make them make a bunch of breeders, and then spread out some more. And it wor- it works. The best strategy is to not pay attention to your colonies because they are just simulated in like, oh, there's 100 ants now, now there's 125, now there's 150. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really weird, this idea of ants being watched don't breed, essentially. It's what literally that way in real life. It's literally the, uh, the boiling pot of water concept where if you look at it, it's not going to come to a boil. If you look away, it's going to come to a boil. Yeah, I like to think of it as a quantum physics scenario where when you're not looking at it, pot. the ants... What? It is quantum pot that boils. Yeah, the quantum pot that boils. When you <laughs> That's my new shitty, shitty band name. 
Quantum pot sounds like a pretty good strain. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, I have a random note for gun. Uh, on one of the scenarios, so, okay, so the scenarios generally have, like, giant insects flying overhead or, like, uh, other environmental things flying overhead that have no impact on the actual gameplay but look cool. And they do look really cool. But um, one of them has these uh, iridescent uh, bubbles floating by. And uh, I think that if you click on the bubble, then you can pop it. And uh, that's just like one of those classic uh, Super Nintendo mouse uh, gimmicky things that is pretty enjoyable. And you're totally right. You can pop those bubbles. I was playing around with it in that first scenario. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's cute. You can flip the ladybugs over as well. Really? Yes, they like wow. they wiggle for a moment. It's very very cute. Oh yeah, you can do that with the Katie dids in another scenario, and they look like you're tickling them, and it is very cute. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> but then, can you eat them? Because that's the real question. No, you can't interact with any of the special monsters, <sighs> Not the critters. You know. <laughs> Oh, and one more thing about the Super Nintendo mouse that I wanted to say is, do you think anyone is hip enough that they have managed to connect a Super Nintendo mouse to their PC and they just use it every day? Absolutely. No hesitation, no question. Somebody is using a <laughs> Super Nintendo mouse right now as a USB mouse and they're playing Dota. <laughs> it's what I'm using for my push to talk. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I have one more gun note, and then I think we can move on unless somebody else has gun notes. But I wanted to mention that this game is, like, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems fairly technically impressive to be able to sit, like, genuinely, seemingly simulate about uh, up to 250 amps moving at one time. Um, Not the sprites, because they're not sprites, but just, like, the back-end work of doing that seems pretty interesting. But on the other... Yeah, it becomes, like, very, very slow. Like, when you're in a colony that has 200 ants, 250 ants, it's, like, frame, frame, frame. (laughs) It's really bad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like that's understandable. I I do like how the game is built in... I mean, this is how other RTS games work, presumably. Um, I am calling it an RTS now. I like how, like, it plays out in steps, basically. So things are, like, easy to follow. Instead of just, like, constant movement everywhere, it's like, all right, now the ant is in position one, now the ant is in position two. And I, I feel like it, it helps to use the speed settings because it's built perfectly for that, in my opinion. Yeah, after I, I, watched, I completely agree. Um, after I watched, or sorry, after I played the Super Nintendo version, I went and I watched a YouTube video of the PC version, and I noticed that the ants are rendered really differently in the two versions. Uh, in the Super Nintendo one they're a lot harder to keep track of. Like, any individual ant in your giant mass of ants is just kind of like... Oh, my God. Uh, again, quantum. They're just kind of warping around. It's like you can't follow them. But in the PC version, surprisingly, you actually can follow them a lot more easily. Hmm. Interesting, because this is what I'm... like. I, I think I said this before the podcast, but I get the PC and the Super Nintendo versions mixed up a lot. I remember the the PC version looking more like a roguelike where they pop from one cell to another with no transition. So that's really interesting. That must be, that's something I just made up, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it works that way. I can't remember. I just remember that I was much more able to keep track of where ants were, whereas in the Super Nintendo one, it seemed less like it was simulating, like, there are six ants here, and more like it was simulating, like, there's a bunch of ants writhing around, you know? Yeah, I think that's down to the zoom level. Like, because the PC version is zoomed out more, and each ant is smaller, 
it's easier to like trace their path as they move. But with the Super Nintendo version, like a massive ants takes up a quarter of the screen or something. And so the, a, a lot of them are going to be going off the edge and back on the edge as they move around. It's just harder to see. It's harder to trace any individual ants path. Is there a difference yeah. in the frame rate between the two versions? I would I mean, expect so. Probably. It depends so. on your PC, of course. But right. yes, in general, the PC version, if you have a, a PC of the day, is more powerful than a Super Nintendo. So it it runs more smoothly. There's, and, and as someone said before, there's also speed settings. So you can fast forward it and yeah, if it still works. Whereas if you try to fast forward the SNES version, I think it would start emitting smoke. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the PC version right now, and you're right, it is down to the zoom level. Like you can see these ants and it feels like you can kind of track them. They are popping from one cell to another, but it's a lot easier to figure out what's going on. I'm I'm sure this would be like irrelevant in the DOS days that I have not seen because I'm twenty. Um, but I feel like it would be a resolution issue because the, you know, the SNES has like two fixed resolutions and I think Simon on the SNES runs on the smaller one, which is like 256 by something, which is like the minimum that the, a DOS game might run, you know? So I'm guessing if you just play the PC version at the higher resolution, you would see more of the screen and it would be much more zoomed out and easier to manage. The other thing to note is that the PC version is constructed like, uh, like as a generic windows, I, I was about to call it an app, yeah. but they don't. They, that that would be an, an anachronistic <laughs> word. So, like um, a lot of the yeah, yeah the scroll bars, a lot of the sub menus are independent windows that you can just like move around the screen to put where you want. Like the the little triangle where you decide what percentage of like breeders, workers, and soldiers are going to make. You can just like have that around and like move it around the screen wherever you want and click on it to nice. change it whenever you feel like it. You don't have to like go through a whole icon menu with the D pad and everything. But the menu with the little triangle for the ants, it has the best music on the SNES version. Yes, so I was going to mention that. <laughs> it's so it's nice. Fantastic. It's super inefficient and like just stupid to navigate, but all of the screens have their own sounds, which is pretty cool. And they also have really cute little drawings of ants, which yeah. reminds oh, me, I love those. which I think is a good segue into Vanity. Yes. Yeah, I think that's great. <laughs> oh, last PC note, though. Last PC gun note, at least. Um, you can take control of the spider in the PC version, which is... What? Great. What? Uh-huh. Yep. I think it's a cheat, but there is also a mode, I think, exclusively in PC, where you can play as the human. Yep, you get a oh, magnifying right. glass and a, a dropper where you can leave weird scent oh, trails and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's much more simish. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, there you go. That's the last. So let's, yeah, let's move on to, to Vanity. I didn't explain gun, so, but I'll explain Vanity, which is, you know, how it looks, how it sounds. What does it make you think of when you look at it and hear it? And it sounds good. It's got so much music in it. Right. So honestly, all y'all keep talking about the music. but (laughs) I'm with you here. When it comes to SNES Sim games, like SimCity is the gold standard as one of the best video Mm -hmm. game soundtracks in history. Absolutely. And uh, SimAnt is just some dinky ass shit. It's just like... I agree. I agree. It's it's lemmings as hell. It's not good, mostly. (laughs) 
Oh, it's so cute, though. It's not. Is this- I mean, it's not Sim City because nothing can be Sim City. That's got an incredible soundtrack, but it's you know, it's not a fair comparison. I feel like. Simant is totally dinky, and it's got that, like... Dinky like, is awesome. Yeah, and it has that sort of weird Super Nintendo reverb effect. I don't really know oh, if that's gosh. true or if that's just in my mind, but... It's dinky in a very ant-like manner. It's great. I hate to, I hate to pile onto the Super Nintendo is good thing. Wait, we're on a Super Nintendo podcast. In, in, anyway, um... I do think the the comparison to Lemmings is a teeny bit off because Lemmings just uses uh, royalty free music for like every level or something like famous classical things. There's there's more. That's there are some songs that were composed for it though. See, and yeah, I like okay. the Lemmings soundtrack. It's the Game Boy Tetris dilemma. I actually do like the Lemmings soundtrack as well, and you're right that Lemmings is like. Uh, majority classical music, I think, but I was more thinking about, like, I guess the sound fonts or, like, the kind of feel of the vibe of the music, you know? It's, like, that upbeat kind of cutesy kind of thing, you know? Oh, yeah, it's cheap, I think is the way I would describe it. Like, it feels cheap, but it's, I, I like it a lot. It's charming. I don't know. I I just, I like a lot of the staccato and I like the, just the general compositions of it. If I were to critique it, I just think the, like, as someone else pointed out, the like the sound fonts might have been better. I think that if the instrumentation were better to like, here's the thing it's meant to be laid back and kind of illustrating this simplistic, carefree, like happy vibe that ants all do, of course, because ants are super happy. Um, I don't know when I was playing this game and, or before I played it, I envisioned the soundtrack to be something more like uh, Mario paint, which is awesome. And it has mm. that it has that same kind of lighthearted feeling to it, but it is like the instruments are more fleshed out, and it sounds a little bit more orchestral, but still pretty poppy. So I, I feel like that's the way they could have gone. So I, I will agree that it does sound cheap. Um, I don't know. That's just my criticism. But on the vanity yeah. side, I feel like it works with the hands. So I'm, I give it a pass anyway. I think it was a very proto sort of the Animal Crossing type of thing. Well, that's kind of mm-hmm. a hard connect, maybe, but just like it has all the cutesy animal voices. Uh, if you if if oh, you can, yeah. toss, I do like those. those I mentioned good. this before, but feeds you. sorry. I wanted to. I was saying this oh, before, but I, if you can fit in the credits song about here, uh, there are little animal sounds and voices all over the very beginning of that song before it goes into its instrumentality. There's like little cat sounds and I think a dog sound and of course the ants themselves. Yeah, that song actually is pretty cool. It sorry, it uh, emulates insect sounds throughout the song. There's like humming and chirping and stuff. It's kind of neat. It's cute. Also, remember the uh, the ants do get little voice clips. They get to say things like, "Yeah, thank you." Yeah, like thank you. And when oh yeah, and I think oh no or something when uh, was... when a monster when a big spider shows up or something. I'm not quite sure. I was so surprised just walking around and an ant just randomly shoves food into me and. 
the yellow ants just like thank you and i feel like it made my heart melt like i feel like i i this like hearing these little voice clips that i did not expect in the slightest just kind of like opened up a part of my heart that was like cold and closed <laughs> I was, it's so cute i love it so much the part of your heart that closed off after you realized that when in kirby superstar kirby kissing everyone eventually gave them mono oh no <laughs> that's not kirby kissing that's kirby vomiting previously yeah. digested food into somebody else's mouth, by the way. Which, I mean, that's fine, but it's not quite as heartwarming in my mind. That's Kirby feeding the little turtlings. Yeah, previously digested sentient beings that are the enemies <laughs> of the game. Well, look, Kirby doesn't have saliva, so he has to make do. Kirby just has a void inside of him. <laughs> just like I, me. I think that's actually like canonically explained. Kirby just this is a gross it. podcast. I'm sorry to anyone who has emetophobia. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Can I talk about another vanity thing that I really liked? Yeah. Please do. This is another thing that totally caught me off guard. Actually, it spooked me really bad. But um, when there's rainfall, when they announce rainfall, there's this little pop-up window that comes up and there's this really dark, ominous sound and it's and it shows this this vignette of, a, of an ant about to just be demolished by rain and, and then it, it plays. I don't know what it is if this sound is supposed to be sound of rainfall or like just a kind of avant-garde like quick little melody but it i don't know it was, it was really off-putting to go from this super happy music and then raindrops start falling and then dun, 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 dun. and then <laughs> yeah. Fox says it's about to rain and then it goes back to the happy music um so this gets at something that i really wanted to talk about under vanity here and that's that uh and you know not to keep on harping on oh the pc version's different than this but I do think that uh, there's a bit of tonal confusion in the Super Nintendo version. Uh, we talked about all this cute stuff, the ants saying thank you, and the, the nice music and all this stuff, and in the more cartoony graphics. But looking back at the PC game, when I watch videos of it, it's a lot darker and creepier. And uh, that's something that really struck me when I was a kid playing it. Like, And I thought it was uh, very interesting. It's got this kind of uh, documentary kind of aesthetic uh, on the PC version. Like... It looks like you're playing with, like, scientific illustrations from a textbook, from, like, an entomology textbook. Um, it's kind of British humor, isn't it? Yeah, there is some humor in there, true. If, like, there's if anything's over... different, we just say it's British humor. Actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> in the in the Super Nintendo version, you get fed by an ant. It's like, thank you. In the PC version, you get a fairly realistic depiction of an ant essentially pooping food into another ant's mouth. Not quite as cute. I learned that wasps, sorry, ants are evolved from wasps, which I think is, that's that's news. I didn't know that. I mean, it's not news. It happened 60 million years ago, but it's interesting. <laughs> I that is news to me, actually. They are very strong. The, encycl the encyclopedia made me uh, realize that every other bug they talked about is one that I would rather be playing a sim of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, anyway, you ants rule. Ants forever. Well, but even... <laughs> Even the other ants, like Sim Leafcutter Ant. It's like you got oh my harvest gosh. and farm. That'd be cool. Like, that'd be rad. There was definitely one that was like, 
I think uh, the there was an African type of ant that they would just wander around. They didn't have nests. And then when the sun went down, they would all combine together to become a huge colony with the queen at the center. And I was like, what the fuck? I'd rather be doing this. <laughs> yeah, soldier ants. Yeah, yeah, you know what? This game, okay, this game totally started my obsession with ants because I have a minor obsession with ants. And, like, I could go on about all the freaking cool types of ants. Like, there's bullet ants that'll bite things, like, so hard that they, like, if they bite something hard the ant will actually fly away because they bit it so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, oh my god. Anyway, I won't I won't go no, on, no, on. Please. I love ants. I so do please talk say about the bullet ants and how where is, you just got shot. Where is Hideki Kamiya's sim ant with the bullet ants? <laughs> <laughs> the bullet ants with guns strapped to their feet. Yes, all of them. All the feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of guns. <laughs> There was clearly a lot of thought put into this game. Uh, I mean, like, there was theory behind this game. Like, looking at the old manual for the PC one, it's, uh, there are two sections, hold on, let me bring it up, um, in the table of contents at the beginning of the manual. There's, um, you know, all the regular stuff you expect to see in a manual, but then there's section four, real ants. Backyard background is an in-depth information on real ants, ant colonies, and social insects. Reading this section will give you the background you need to play. You need to play sim ant to the best of your abilities. So their intention was, uh, if you learn more about how ants actually work, like, and learn more about ants in real life, then it'll make you better at the game. Which I don't know whether that's true or not, but I like the uh, the idea of it. And then there's also a section in the manual that is beyond ants. Ancillary materials is oh, a philosophical God. slash literary approach to ants. It contains quotes, myths, fables, and legends, fictional books, and movies about ants, and covers a wide range of topics from their uses by humans as food and in medicine to their role as mascot of the artificial life branch of computer science. So it has like this whole section that's an introduction to artificial life in computer science in the 90s. Like, that's amazing that they put that into a manual for a game like this. Yeah, I was, I'm pretty sure Wilbur had his dick out for ants. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that that's actually a really good portion for Vanity because this game, on the surface, wants to be an educational game about ants. And, yeah, you can learn some stuff about it. But the real truth is learning about ants isn't going to help you play this game. What you need to know is go to the food, blow your tiny (laughs) ant whistle to get everybody there (laughs) and let them go. And then blow your tiny ant whistle to get everybody to follow you and kill the red ants. Like, it doesn't work that way. So it's this, like, veneer of simulation and education. But really, to play the game, it's better to know how to play a real-time strategy game or, I guess, a MOBA. I don't know. I've never played a MOBA. You wouldn't know at the time anyway. So, But you get what I'm saying. It's it's a veneer. I agree. And I think I, I like the pretension to education, though. Like, I like that that was a priority for them. I think it, it kind of feels very early 90s to me. Like, it feels like programmers with this utopian vision saying, you know, we're going to make our products to actually improve society in some way, in addition to make us a boatload of money. You don't really see that as much these days, I think. It's just very Maxis. They All their games are like of questionable simulatory value, but they all have like this sort of like utopian eco <laughs> bent and uh, they, they really want to teach you. But at the same time, you're like, what am I, what am I learning exactly here? <laughs> I was, I was hoping more in particular for something along the lines of ant populace. The, the, the funny thing, apparently Will Wright came up with the idea for the Sims while creating Sim Ant. 
Um, and it was partially inspired by Sim Ant, which I think yeah. is perfect because The Sims is when Max has finally dropped the educational side. And it's like, oh, we know what you want to do. You just want to watch little dolls fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's when he realized, you know what would make this game better? If, if I could deprive this ant of going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I can pick up this ant and drop it into a pool and drown it. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you know, killing, fucking, eating. Those are the, <laughs> that's the Sims. <laughs> that's like something you put on the back of a truck on a sticker. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm sorry to go back to the, uh, hey, other animals are better thing, but I was reminded when reading up on the bees that they mentioned that with bees, if two queens are born at once, then they must fight each other to the death. And I was like, once again, so I would rather be playing Sim B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine Sim B as a super FX game where you have to fly and try and find flowers and shit? That'd be incredible. Oh, Funny that. that you mentioned that. I was, I, I, having played this game as a kid, that is exactly what I wanted. I was like, man, the bees would be better, though. Think about those bees. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to mention one thing because you guys were uh, talking about the cute little voice clips. The um, even though the PC version is more whatever documentarian, uh, the voice clips in the SNES version are kind of like a substitute for these goofy little word bubbles that will pop up randomly over every character in uh, in the PC version. The black, yeah, one, I saw that. Yeah, the they red one up in the, PC the human. <laughs> Well, that's a mode that you can engage, I think. You can turn that on or off, and you'll have the uh, ants and spiders talking. It's like the comedy option that you can enable. It's very Maxis. It's just, like, really lame dad jokes that they yeah. say. Yeah. I remember I th- seeing the spider at one point pops in to say, like, I like ants because they're stupid. <laughs> uh, what a zinger. I was like, yeah, good one. <laughs> you really got All right. Are, are we still on Vanity? I think I was about to move on from Vanity, yeah. <laughs> so so we've we've covered Vanity. It looks like ants, right? Like, that's that's Vanity. Yeah, it looks like ants. It sounds like ants would think. Oh, actually, is. I want to point out one thing. The animations from the uh, cross-section view are pretty terrible. Like, when, when, when your yellow ants is, is just standing from... A, a profile of you, their outline doesn't move at all, but their abdomen wriggles only on like the inside colors. I don't know. Ew. Some of the animations just like super off-putting. That sounds really gross, and I didn't notice it. <laughs> it was really, but yeah, I don't know. Just like looking at, I I don't know. I I was enjoying a lot of the pixel art. Like I I one of the first things I noticed just in general is the sprite art of a SNES game. And I really loved the background tiles and like all of the, like the soda cans and the, and the, the, the pop caps and like the, the toy car and stuff like that. Um, but the actual ants themselves were drawn super terribly. Like it's kind of funny. I do think that uh, the, in the intro at the very end of the intro, when you see the winged ants lose their wings and you see this one wing, cascade downwards with uh, mode 7 graphics and oh yeah, that and was the great. light f- like refracts refracts through the oh wing and I'm like this is literally the highest point of the game right here mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, can I share a screenshot from the intro that I really like I, I feel like the intro was just I don't know really pretty um, it has like this mass of red ants. I mean, it's really funny because it's like, oh my Holy gosh, actual shit! That is incredibly cool. Yeah, it's so good. That is some lava shit. 
Yeah, yeah, it's like a mass of red ants, but they're like kind of glowing, and they have like this this sharp tinted outline to kind of like represent um, like the subtle lighting. It like it's kind of backlit, but it, it looks really good, and it, and it does like. I don't know if this was intentional, but this 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 colony of red ants in the intro looks like it's representing lava or a fire or something. It's like these are the bad guys. Like it's it's super obvious, but it's super cool. I love the way it looks. Yeah, right, for my... people at home that can't see it. Yeah, but I've tried this... to I've tried to describe it. I'm poor. I'm I'm doing it poorly. So no, you got it. It, it looks like a, a pool of lava made of red ants boiling over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's that's my last important vanity note. Anyone else have vanity stuff to go over before we move on? There are, uh, I don't know if this was mentioned, there are cinematics uh, when you complete scenario mode levels. Um, it's, I, I completed four, it was all the same one. Flying, and then it goes into a mode seven graphics where you're flying over the neighborhoods <laughs> in the town and the like the wooded areas, and then they land it's it's just it looks nice they have like individual um like hairy fibers coming off of the ants that are nice. it's it's quite striking i like it a lot it has a nice uh little song to it too it sounds very militaristic and has the little ant voices over it man there's so many good songs in this game apparently with ant voices ants have voices by the way now you know of course you just you're just usually the average human doesn't listen well enough to hear them but if we if we stop and empathize for a little bit, we could. <laughs> um, those cinematics were very cool, and I thought they served an interesting purpose to put a more personal face on what you're doing, I think. Or it kind of situates you, especially the opening cinematic, situates you as, like, part of the ant colony. Or, like, it shows you at the microcosm the story of your ant colony, and then the rest of the game is more you know, zoomed out simulation, but I thought that was effective to introduce it that way. Yeah, I think the cinematics were pretty pretty dang cool, so I liked them. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So I think, think, I think we vanitized, so we're good. <laughs> so our next category is mystery. And for a game that's, like, supposed to be educating you, I didn't think there'd be a lot of mystery to be found. Um, and I, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot, but there's a couple of interesting things uh, that, that are going on. So, so what did everybody think of, of this game as being a mysterious thing, maybe gesturing towards something larger than it actually contains? I thought the biggest mystery was when am I going to get enough fucking food? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never. For a straight hour, oh my gosh, you need more food. Your ants are starving. I can't even, like, pilot my yellow ant without it going hungry in two seconds. It's frustrating. <laughs> I don't think ants uh, get that hungry. The mystery um, for me is combat resolution, and there's some magic formulas going on there. <laughs> uh, so what, there's strange interactions when you enter the enemy base in this nest version. Um, and you enter the enemy nest, the, uh, the, your ants won't group on you the same way they do uh, on the overworld. <laughs> they just kind of run around randomly. They usually hug the walls. If you... The queen is, like, in the center area, 
the ants will not attack her. They just do not do it. And you will frequently die if you try to attack her, even if all of the other red ants are dead. So you get into this strange scenario where you're just trying to recall and bring back your ants over and over again until one of them decides to fight the queen. <laughs> as, a, as a kid, I just could never figure out what, and I, I just was playing it, and I still can't figure out exactly what will make them do it. So sometimes, so here I was just like, all right, I'll save state. But I found that I, even when I used the save state, I would usually fail continuously. And I'd like five times in a row I failed. I was like, hmm, something is, something's going on here. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's some kind of uh, calculations going on that I don't understand. That's where a lot of the mystery was going in for me. See, the mystery, see, I, I led an invasion of the, the very first red ant colony in the yard, and that's the last I saw of them. And I walked in with a bunch of ants, and then I left for some reason. I, like, released them and left. And then it told me the queen died. So, like, <laughs> it, it's again with that I wasn't looking, and so the results were better. Like, I feel like this game really just, honestly, it just sounds like it wants you to turn it off. Like, because <laughs> then everything will be great. But yeah, the, and even just like individual combat resolution where you're a soldier versus another soldier, I keep seeing, like I was looking this game up, people keep saying bash the A button to get better results, very much like catching Pokemon and you smack A or whatever. Um, so yeah, it, it does, it's mysterious. There's no way to know who's going to win soldier versus soldier. It doesn't, like, that doesn't feel like 50-50. It feels like I have a better chance to win. But then with the queen, yeah, I died a lot trying to kill the queen when I was a kid. So it's, it's, it's weird. This game exists as a symbol of the uncaring like uh, efficiency of the universe that things just get better without you. And so it, <laughs> it's the singularity. <laughs> Uh, when I was playing this game as a kid, I felt a real sense of mystery here. Uh, with the antlion and the spider, in particular, especially with the antlion, you're walking around and you see this hole, and all of a sudden you've got this strange creature coming out of the hole eating you. The game kind of feels like there could be hazards anywhere. It feels like there's a wider world than what it really is offering. Um, and... It kind of reminded me of Echo the Dolphin in that way, in that you're playing as an animal out in the wild and you're in this natural environment where there are constant threats to your life and uh, they could come out of nowhere and it could be anything. And especially in the world of the deep sea and in the world of insects, you've got like very, you know, weird and, and scary uh, animals appearing, trying to get you. And I thought that kind of was interesting to me because you can watch documentaries, right, to learn about ants or, or the life of a dolphin or the deep sea or whatever, but they're not really harrowing in the way that these these games are uh, because they're embodying you in the animal and they're saying, like, this is what the experience of the animal is out in the wild where you could get killed at any moment by something that you don't even understand. Uh, that seemed to me like kind of a, a unique to video games kind of experience. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I wanted to say a little bit in mystery about um, some uh, the game facts entry, if you will, for uh, <laughs> this particular game, which contributes to you know 
things that you probably wouldn't be able to know unless you read them in a magazine or had a friend tell you because they're, you know, obscure codes and such. Okay, so to access a debug menu, you had to have a controller and an, a SNES mouse. <laughs> Plug a SNES mouse into controller port 2, then while holding both mouse buttons, press L, R, and start on controller 1 at the title screen. Oh it's pretty God. hard to do with two hands. No one will figure this out. These kids will not figure it out. We're safe. <laughs> I don't. No, I feel like you could figure it out accidentally because you just plug in controller two and then you give it to your little brother and pretend like he can pretend that he's playing, and then he just hits all the buttons. Um, so there's a glitch apparently. If you dig all the way to the left and the right on the very bottom row, sometimes a hole will appear that will allow you to dig directly into the enemy's nest. <laughs> See, and that's that's not a glitch. There's no way that yeah, that's what it's listed as. So yeah, no, not a glitch. Definitely intentional. Yeah, I tried that; it didn't work. But it must not have been. I must not have. Like, oh, that's actually something I noticed. So there's a very the very bottom row of dirt you can't dig. But I had an ant come up to me and feed me, and it dug out one of the very bottom rows. But I couldn't do it with my controller, so that was weird. You might be able to do it with a mouse, though. I don't know. Um, so there's another one, access all scenarios. If you have the SNES mouse in controller port 2, you can move the mouse and click the scenarios, which lights them up and allows you to skip ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are two ways to get become the queen ant in the SNES version. You can enter the house um, on the tile between the television and the chair. You, you walk into the electric socket closest to the colony to shock yourself. The word change appears and you reappear in the colony as the queen. You also apparently become the queen if you if you die when you're the last ant left. I believe I experienced that when I was younger. I remember becoming the queen. And, like, as the queen, what do you do? Can you just poop eggs or what? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I oh, think yeah. you have to just wait until your, your, <laughs> your little soft boys go and <laughs> take over the red ants. <laughs> this is poop eggs thing. Um, I have a point of mystery. Um, I I was very curious to figure out what determines when you are digging in the cross-section view and you create another exit, where the hole ends up. Like, how does it determine that... How, like, I don't understand how it takes this 2D space and then you create an exit and whatever determines, hey, this hole goes like 10 tiles in on the y-axis like i don't know it, it's really weird it's it's kind of it was disorienting to me um sometimes i like i had some some intricate nests that were like really interwoven and if they're just holes everywhere and i couldn't really tell what to wear so not that it's important because because this goes back to our earlier issue the ants don't really care about rooms and they just push it wherever they want but still i just i thought it was interesting and i, I was curious to see how the game handles that kind of calculation. Um, the uh, so when I was younger, I used to build or uh, dig out every single row along the top just to oh, see where it would, where it would show up. Um, and it seems completely random; like it's it doesn't end up as like a square. It's kind of a, like a scatter chart <laughs> of <laughs> just kind of random in a general vicinity. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say that's been my experience as well. It's just completely random. So, which is, I mean, you know, you try and imagine uh, 
correlating a, a one 2D plane to another completely different idea of two dimensions. And you're just like, that's, I can't think of a reasonable way to do that. <laughs> you just have layers, like layers of, I don't know, that's like an much. onion. <laughs> I was, no, yeah, like an onion. I was thinking about like how Dwarf Fortress does it. Again, going back to the Dwarf Fortress thing, how it has, like, you can, you know, you have scroll buttons to go down or up a layer. Basically, it, it basically it's like a, it's like a MRI scan. You can just like choose what layer you want to see, which I I think would have worked perfectly for this game, and it would have added a lot of depth to the way that you build your colony. But then, as soon as you switch squares, it would have all been randomized and lost. So, uh... <laughs> um, oh, my mystery was I discovered that when I went into the red ant place and I found a. Uh, a larva, that's what it was. Um, and I brought it, I, you can pick it up, and I assumed it would become food because, you know, ants. Um, but then I brought it back home, and it became a, a black ant. It became a black ant larva, which I thought was uh, strange. But there are actually ants called slaver ants that will go and pick up larva, and they'll essentially enslave them. So that's a weird one. But they only do it within species. You can't you can't have a, another species of ant just become the one that you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely what they were going for, though, the slaver ant thing, because the instruction manual had a whole big section about, about that kind of behavior in ants. Interesting. You can't have it like, Mama, why? Why can I punch? Why are there guns on my feet? <laughs> That's not like you. No, you weren't adopted. I didn't say it. No, no one said that. We don't talk about it in this family. We don't talk about gun feet. <laughs> I think the other mystery thing for me was that it, well, maybe it's not really a mystery because you can experience it, but getting into the house was so tantalizing and mm -hmm. also requires so much time. And it's not really a skill thing. Like expanding through the yard is just kind of get breeders and go. Um, but yeah, eventually getting to the house was just like this huge payoff. It's like, it's totally different. I want to say it has different music. I might be wrong because um, I didn't do it this time. Um, but you know, it's got different hazards. There's a vacuum uh, instead of the lawnmower. You can accidentally walk into an electrical socket, uh, as, as kind of mentioned before in that queen sheet. So it's, it's very much like, wow, this is bizarre. And also the, the way that your ant colony expands sort of exponentially made me wish that you could just take over the whole damn world. You know, it's like, give me a block, give me a city. I'll, I'll take this whole place. I got it. That would be, that would be awesome. The thing is, the ants have already done that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want me to talk more about ants? I can talk more about ants. <laughs> the one thing I remember from the manual, the statistic was if you weighed all the ants in the world and weighed all the people in the world, the ants would weigh more. By a lot. That's fucking horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know horrifying, Cuba? There's a species of ant, not native to California, but it lives there now. And um, the, it has a weird... Uh, it, it's weird because normally ant colonies, even of the same species, will fight because they smell differently to each other. But this colony of ants... Uh, does not fight each other, so they form super colonies. So there's essentially mm -hmm. three colonies oh. that cover the entirety of California. 
And that's just, that's, they've driven out all the other ants and it's just one giant colony of ants under your feet with billions of individuals anywhere you go. It's bizarre. Yeah, and you could consider that one super organism. I mean, that is essentially one animal that's covering the entirety of California. And in addition to that, I also heard that one of those super colonies is across most of the continent of Africa. So Good God. Yeah. <laughs> and people think, like, fucking snakes are scary. Snakes are so cute. Snakes are terrifying. Please. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Let's not do that. Oh, uh, speaking of the whole not liking snakes thing. Yeah, let's not get Indiana Jones in here. (laughs) But uh, one of the ant things that that freaked me out when I was reading the little encyclopedia was about how ants uh, just fucking domesticate aphids. Yeah, they do. I was like, nope, no, it's too human. I can't do it. In what way? How do they domesticate an aphid? They farm them as in they, uh, I think they... Set up okay. aphids on they, the plants. Yeah, they, they, they corral them onto le- the aphids eat the leaves. So the ants will feed them leaves, corral them to protect them from other predators, and then they eat the little sugar water that they shit out. Yeah, they're, they're literally ant cowboys. What? Yeah, the yeah. I, not prepare me for this. I like the. I, I love the phrasing. They eat the sugar water that they shit out. I mean, that's good. <laughs> Which, which leads me, I think, to the next category of poetry. Oh my gosh! Okay, can I can I share? This is very poetic. A direct excerpt. It's yes, a please. From the Ant Encyclopedia, and it says, "Male ants have wings. They don't do work. Their only purpose is to fertilize the queen." They die right after mating. I feel like that is very poetic. It feels like a haiku with too many syllables, but yeah, I like I like it. <laughs> it enlightens like my soul. That's like the entire entry for males. It's just like they fuck, they die, like that's it. And then The Sims was made, so you know, <laughs> direct line. Um, this reminds me of uh, some other messaging in the game. So I was wondering, has, did anyone uh, playing the Super Nintendo version get uh, killed by a spider at any point? No. Yes. Oh my goodness. I mean, I didn't okay. play, but I saw Tola get eaten, and the sound was terrifying. Yeah, it's really scary. But also, I wrote down the uh, the message. I, I looked up a video of someone playing the PC version getting eaten by a spider because I could not find footage of it happening in the Super Nintendo one. But in the PC one... It shows you the spider's face, and it, its mandibles are opening and closing, and there's this horrific sound, and it displays a message. And the message it displays is, you writhe in burning agony as the spider's deadly venom flows through your body. That's fantastic. Beautiful. I thought, there was a, I thought there was a use of a word, the word desiccate in there as well. <laughs> Maybe in the Super Nintendo No, one. definitely the PC version. But oh, yeah? I missed that. Yeah, well... There's a mess. What's the message when you get sprayed by the insecticide? It says something about nerve toxin, which I will always remember. I was like, oh, God, that, ugh. <laughs> that's terrifying. Oh, my God. I, ugh. I think this game definitely had the mentality of a kid who likes burning ants put into it because it's just like ants are weird and fucked up and they will tend to get <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> that's true. 
I, as much as I, I've been obsessed with ants in my life, I've, I've never had the heart to burn or otherwise. Well, I mean, I guess that's not true, though, because then ants started getting into my kitchen. I was like, take the poison back to your home. Die. Yeah, so. for real. Uh, I grew up in Florida, and in Florida, there are fire ants everywhere. And if I don't know if you guys know fire ants personally, but they are Cousin the fire devilish. Ant horrible creatures uh their bites are very itchy very painful and you can be walking around in your yard and just step on a hill or step near an anthill and before you know it your whole leg is covered in bites it's horrible um so as a kid i had a relationship with fire ants and uh kids in florida will actually i mean this is immature you know it's probably a bad thing really but uh kids in florida will uh, for fun, like attack fire ant hills. Uh, I mean, especially if it's in your yard, you know, it's almost like you're fighting a war of attrition against the fire ants. And so we would do things like uh, take shovels and try and shovel out the uh, ant hills and everything. Jeez, that sounds hardcore. <laughs> That's Florida. I can't deal with that. I got an ant on me today, and that was enough. Like that, that just like I'm done. Goodbye. See, like there was, there was a week. When I was, I would be sitting at my desk and two or three times a day, I'd look down and there'd be a fucking black ant crawling on my hand. And I'm like, what the hell? And I would kill it. And then two hours later, it would happen again. And I'm looking around. There's no other ants. They're just finding me. I'm like, what is, what the hell? Like, I'm not leaving around like piles of sugar or something. (laughs) Like, come on. This is a direct analog to my situation. Antalog. Someone is playing Simant, and you're the guy in the house. (laughs) They're trying to drive you out of the house. Damn it. Wait, could you, do you think that there's, well, I'm trying to come up with some nesting thing with Sims and then Simant being played on the computer, but it wasn't funny, so fuck it, I guess. (laughs) Does anyone have more poetry stuff about this game? Because I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of text, but what was there was pretty cool. Well, I guess there was a lot of text. I like I didn't read that shit. <laughs> I like how the pop-up windows kind of illustrate the stark life of ants. Like, the yellow ant is reborn. Back to work. Like, that's just it. Like, they don't do anything else. That's kind of depressing. That's all I got. Live, die, repeat. Yeah, poetry Basically. doesn't always have to be about, like, uh, text, right? I mean, there's something poetic. Yeah, that's true. I know, but I particularly like the text in this game. That's That's what I'm, like, that's what I got the most out of. This, I think there's something poetic about uh, just like the the way it depicts the struggle of nature as just like this basic, plain, unvarnished. It's about, yeah, it's about like the exponential growth of your species and the elimination of all other species. It's just brutal competition <laughs> with no end. That is the ultimate. The unfeeling tedium of expansion. And it is tedious after a while. Once you become somewhat successful, it's mostly a waiting game. And you just sort of let nature take its course in a way, intervening when necessary to destroy a red ant colony from the inside. But it's, yeah, it's brutal. It's just to look at like, yeah, you're right. Just destroy everything that's not you and, you know, make more babies. Cleanse and purify. (laughs) Well, there you go. That's, some, that's that's poetry if I've ever heard it. Cleanse. Oh, I got one, one more thing there that, oh, that yeah, reminded shoot. me of. Uh, that reminded me of something in the manual. Uh, it says, let's see. Ants also do things you wish humans wouldn't, like 
living in a constant state of war with other ants and enslaving other ants, making them work and even fight for their masters. They also do things you hope no human would do, including eating dead enemies after a battle, even the enemy's eggs and babies, and eating their own old and weak, and even their own eggs during times of food shortages. So that is the attitude the creators of the game had towards ants is, you know, they are like pretty horrific at times. While I was playing this game, I actually started, like, when I, when I, I, I quit the game, I'm like, I'm gonna go grab some coffee, I started to drive around and think, what if humans were, as a species, were structured like ants, and then everyone was just born from one woman, and being like, oh, yeah, who's your mom? It's like, oh, it's, it's Lucy, there's, like, 50 of us. <laughs> That's the Handmaid's Tale, right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I start to think about how um, you know ant life would translate to something a little more empathetic and socially involved, and, and just imagining if I was an ant, I would talk about yeah, I would just run into someone random and be like, oh my gosh, you're my cousin? No way! Like I don't know. I just think it's interesting how expansive the family tree goes in an ant colony. You like, know, um, you might be interested. I think that. Uh, there is sort of a, a weird intermediary between uh, the way that ant societies are structured and the way human societies are structured. There's a species of mammal that also has uh, colony superorganism type structures, and that's naked mole rats. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know a lot about how they operate, but I do know that they've got that colony structure. It's very weird. The Fallout series does not reflect that at all. <laughs> oh yeah, there are. Yeah, they're nasty in that. <laughs> no, I, I just watched a little documentary that talked about naked mole rats, and yeah, you're absolutely right. They live in a colony. There's one uh, female who breeds; the rest of them don't. They wow. uh, live underground. They never really see the light of day, and they all work towards the same end. And they'll they'll be in colonies of about thirty or forty individuals, and it's totally bizarre. They're the only mammal that does that that we know of. That is super interesting. It's really cool. Was the documentary you were watching Fast, Cheap, and Out of Control? No, I was watching uh, Natural <laughs> Curiosities, but that's a great name, yeah. <laughs> that documentary rules. It's uh, three different parts. So it's by Errol Morris, the great documentary interviewer, and it's three different people he interviews, and the interviews are all uh, intercut, actually, so you can see parallels. He talks with um, a uh, hedge hedge trimmer who trims hedge animals, a scientist who studies naked mole rats, and an artificial intelligence researcher. And he finds the, the many bizarre ways that their careers and philosophies are actually really similar. I was really hoping you were going to say the third person was an actual artificial intelligence. That would be cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> so how are we doing on poetry? I think, yeah, I think that we've, we've poeted out. I think we're poetried out, unless anybody has anything else to add. All right, cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, So we'll move on to our final and most harmonious category of harmony. Well, not quite final, but we'll get there. Um... And what is more <laughs> harmonious than a bunch of ants? Right, yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing, I guess, like, harmoniously, the game feels like a game about ants. Like, it does its job in terms of being, like, you're not an individual, in a way. 
you know, you you die and you come back as somebody else. Like it doesn't matter who you are. You right. spread exponentially. The only thing that matters is food and killing. Like you know, it feels like like what it intended to be. Fairly so. This is a game about the commune. This is about the collective. Yeah. How we the all beauty of common food. purpose. Yeah. And fucking wrecking spiders and just <laughs> tearing their limbs off. <laughs> The uh, the mechanics of the game actually do, uh, I think, represent kind of that very well. I mean, like, the, you're only basically guiding a whole big undifferentiated mass of ants. I mean, your yellow ant is really a stand-in for, like, in a real ant colony, it's like a complex uh, interplay of hormones and, and scents and all this stuff. But uh, you're like the queen. Like, you're just kind of, like, indirectly guiding what the ants are doing. It's cool. Well, yeah, and that's, I guess, when I said at the beginning that this gave me the wrong impression about ants, um, it totally, that was the way it gave me the wrong impression about ants, was that there was some sort of guiding force, and that the queen almost was that guiding force. But, I mean, it turns out there is no guiding force, and the queen, if anything, is a slave. Like, it's just... All, it's breeding. all just literally a hive mind, just guided by hormones. Yeah, like... Yeah. Exactly. It, so it is, it is nature directing this through biological function, which I think is super rad. Yeah, it's emergent complexity and emergent behavior. I mean, similar to the way that neurons give rise to consciousness in a brain. That was a fancy college talk. <laughs> I studied cognitive science. Well, I don't know. Good. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That's it. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's all harmony. No, and I feel like... No, 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 no. no I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was just listening to y'all talk, but I actually do have a thing to say about harmony, even though we've already said that the game is pretty thorough about its whole concept of ants and its ex explanation of ants and stuff and the the uh, verisimilitude of the ant lifestyle. But something that struck me as unharmonious is uh, the Super Nintendo exclusive feature that is... <laughs> the scenarios because they are laid out linearly and over the course of a year in an ant's life, right? Yeah. And I thought if I looked at these, they would maybe play out to be some sort of loose narrative or um, that the, the layout of the challenges would like structure itself in a way that teaches the player more advanced strategies. And turns out that's not the case at all. Uh, the scenario order is that you go the park, which the emphasis is collect food, garden, which is learning to guide with scent trails. This is so far so good in terms of tutorializing it. Uh, yard, you worry about rain, which will wash away scent trails, which, again, good tutorializing. The house, it just says there's a cat. And that's where it kind of loses its plot, I think. Uh, <laughs> After that, like you've gone from the park to a garden to a yard, That's it does kind of, kind of imply, okay, room. you're heading towards the house. Next to the house is the cat. After that is the road outside the house. I'm like, no, no, you got the house. You, 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 can, you can do the house now. But it's the road, and the idea is that the road is hot, and it saps your energy quickly, and I'm like, okay, that's um, sort of like a challenge um, because you're focusing on food. Uh, after that's the river. I don't know why you go to a river. Um where the ants will lose their way easily and so want you to learn how to keep on ordering them around, which I think you kind of 
have established or you should have established <laughs> earlier. Uh, after that is a porch. So apparently we've gone back to the house or to a different house, whatever. Uh, children are dangerous. And so it establishes that there are certain areas that are dangerous, I guess. Once again, this was me just kind of glancing at these because I didn't have the experience of playing it myself to really get into mm-hmm. it. And I don't know if I would have been able to intuit it anyway. And then the last scenario is uh, the woods to collect food for winter, which, like, I could see if they were doing a thing where it's like, okay, you're going from nature into the humans' living spaces and then back out into nature. But the whole, like, house to road to river, back to porch, seems like they kind of were throwing stuff at the wall. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. It it seems like a bizarre way to do a campaign of sorts. You know, you're not moving on to anything bigger and better. You're just like, here's a river, back to the port. Yeah, <laughs> it ends up being like pretty dissonant from the overall game experience in a way that they it would have been better off utilizing that space to expand the actual game space mechanics and the way it's played instead of just like. I guess shoehorning in a bunch of scenarios that ultimately don't alter the experience very much. I think the interesting thing about, because I never touched the scenarios until this time around. I didn't know they existed because I was blind, I guess. Um, but what? the... <laughs> menu! I know, I because didn't even Because you played the PC version. Oh my goodness. Well, I played the PC version second. I was just, I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was, okay, I was not a very smart 10-year-old. Um... But I think that it feels very SNES, though. It feels very Super Nintendo in that they were like, well, we've got this simulator portion, but, you know, we need to put in a bunch of new graphics and new sounds and things to make it appealing to people who want to play a console game. And so it does feel like just sort of a mishmash of things because there wasn't any real guiding thing other than, at least in my mind, this needs to be more like other Super Nintendo games. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, number one... If you're already familiar with the concept of Sim and Sim on the PC, you know what you're in for, which is a simulation game. And number two, if I'm 10 and I see a game, if I see a SNES box on the Best Buy shelf that says Sim Ant and it has a picture of an ant on it, you know I'm hoping to get an ant terrarium and have my little magnifying glass. I'm looking around in there and feeding the ants like an actual simulation. That's what I would want. That's what I would expect. Um, the other thing about the scenario that I was thinking as I was looking at it was, uh, since it wasn't in the PC version, I was wondering if maybe that was, like, the baby of the people doing the, uh, uh, port, you know, like, they got their chance to actually do something original, make their own addition to the game, and I thought the amount of added, uh, original graphics and music and, and all this stuff in the scenarios, uh, said to me, like, these guys were really happy or these folks were really happy to have their own uh, venue for creativity while making this port, which is pretty neat. Really. That's a much more charitable way of seeing it than the way I saw it. So I, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I like that one better. <laughs> I don't know. Ultimately, I think it was a good experience. It just lacks some. To it. Yeah. I, even though I uh, recognize, I don't recognize this as a game that I would want to play, but I recognize this as something that adds some variety to the Super Nintendo library and gives the mouse something to do. And it's like, I have to appreciate it for that. I still have not seen a better use for the SNES mouse other than Mario Paint, which is awesome. Mario Paint um, rules. Mario and Wario. Hmm. I've oh, heard, yeah. I've never seen it. Me neither. I remember playing Mario and Wario. That was like where you, it was sort of like you had one lemming 
and you would use the mouse to kind of direct them to different places. Yeah, I remember Mario? that. Was your lemming Mario? Is this yes, your, your oh, lemming was Mario. It was Mario with the bucket what? on his head. Yeah, you, oh, would, yeah. you no. would buck the bucket and turn him around and do stuff like that, which I really loved the sound you effect. Play Just tell him to take it off and play it like Mario World. But you got to play as a very cute fairy girl. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's, that sells it for me, then. <laughs> I almost said Yoshi Safari, but I realized that I played that with a mouse, but everybody else played that with a Super Scope, so... A Super Scope. I mean, I would play Simant with the huge bazooka. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm imagining, like, a a water balloon filled with ants that you just throw, and then it just (laughs) explodes with ants everywhere. Yeah, instead of, like, having to do all the breeding, the food collecting and stuff, just aim down the hole of the other colony and say, contact! (laughs) 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 All right, there we go. So, harmoniously, the game's an ant game about ants, and it feels like it's about ants. It's pretty good. (laughs) It's Um, very ant-like. It's very ant-like. Any other harmony things? Nah. Nah. It has a surprising lack of bugs in it. Yeah. It does. Feels like I it should have more bugs. see some bees. They bees talk about nice. bees. They don't show none. Yeah, bees would have been nice. Be cool if a whole, uh, whole, a whole, I almost called it a bee colony. A beehive just fell on the yard and you had to deal with that. That'd be neat. Right? Oh, that would have been a cool scenario. Also, yeah, just, that to recap, been just to recap, this game would benefit, like, a lot from having different kinds of ants to use. The encyclopedia even says, hey, uh, uh, an annoying enemy of ants is termites. You could right. like they could have they could have yeah, they could have put termites in there. They could have been in the house yeah. too because yeah. it would have been like later on. But then they're they're living in the wood. They come out of the walls. That's how you establish your story arcs. You, you first you fight the red ants, then you move into the house to the to drive out the humans. But you run into the termite army, and you get some good fire emblem politics in there. Yeah, <laughs> and mm-hmm. romances. Yes, you got. Pet the ants on the face. Which, actually, that's what they do. They, they smell each other's faces with the uh, antennae, so it, it it all works out. You get a pet the other ants, and it goes to a first-person camera, and, and they blush a lot. How yeah. good would a Simant sequel be if it was just like a visual novel-type situation where you're, you've taken over the house, you've driven out the humans, and now you're like making deals with the termites and uh, taking over the city? I'd play that. Honestly, I would I would be all over a text-based Simant. You, you write your decisions and you see them unfold. What I would like to see is a Simant game where you do make an alliance with the termites, you take over the entire house, including the insides of the walls, become a muscular structure for the house, and turn it Ugh. into a giant walking <laughs> ant termite house and smash Ugh. other houses. Oh my gosh. I'm good I'd with this. It. I'm very good with this. <laughs> Don't make virtual on ants. <laughs> and this actually rather serendipitously segues into my secret last category. Yeah, go for it. How can we make this an eSport? <laughs> it's, an <RTS. laughs> it's an RTS! It's an ant MOBA! That's what it is! This is an ant MOBA. <laughs> oh my god, just like, go, if it had like, if it had like the kind of PS2, like, multi-console connection that would be the shit you just pl- the second player plays as the red ants you get some commentators in there you got the split screen on the giant ass monitor and the projector and everyone's cheering for you see i, I think it should be like a what not asynchronous what's the what's the thing when the two people have different abilities 
uh, asymmetric. Asymmetric, thank you. I'm like, that not asynchronous. Cool. That's defeating the purpose that's, of being an eSport. That's yeah. where the other species would come in. Like, or, uh, yeah, John XX Red Bull here is playing as the... <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Or, what I, I was thinking of a Roomba, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, if one player was the ants and one player was the humans and they're trying to establish control of the house? Yeah. Yeah. Oh nano machines, ants versus nano machines. I think nano machines are significantly smaller than ants. So it, it's yeah. humans versus ants versus nano machines. <laughs> no, no, no. The nano machines are from the humans, and then you've got the ants as their own thing, and then you got termites. So you've got these different things, different races. You can make different characters with their their bios because the kids love their character driven uh, mobas now. You can you can make them all really gay because that's really popular now. Make these gay ants yeah. that all talk really friendly to each I other. Love gay ants. <laughs> and then and then like and um, if you get like, the I, units to help if to help each yeah. other out or to team up or something like that, you get to hear the little thank yous. <laughs> yeah, but they say it in a gay way. So uh, everyone knows. I think this would be a good model for an uh, asymmetrical ant human multiplayer game of that <laughs> of that mod. You can get on Steam where uh, one player is the dad trying to baby-proof the house, and the other player is the baby trying to kill itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very. <laughs> I've it's seen all, that. That's pretty yeah, entertaining. It's just instead of a baby, it would be lots of ants. Same thing. <laughs> would all of the ants be played by individual players? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's oh like, make it it's like, like a massive thing. But it's like Evolve, but times 8,000. It's one <laughs> monster, which, a.k.a. dad, too, and then 3,000 people playing ants. No, it it would be yeah, it'd be player unknowns battle ants. Player unknown simat. There you go. <laughs> um, I would also really be into even if it was just a straight up regular MOBA. It would be really cool if the uh, creeps and the MOBA were just two different ant colonies, uh, just like fighting each other, and then the individual players are playing like one person's a spider, one person is a Katie did, you know, one person's a little. Roomba or something like that would be dope. Yeah, I do really want to dive into that Roomba thing because now I'm imagining a cat riding a Roomba, wearing a general's outfit, <laughs> pointing and saying "There to the ant colony." Yeah, <laughs> but that's just me. Then you click on the ground and they can move, and then they say ant things. Ant things. <laughs> so there we go. The newest hot esport is going to be Sim Ant Two: Harder, Faster Anter. <laughs> And uh, starring yeah. Paul Rudd, starring Paul Rudd, <laughs> and unknowns, uh, and unknowns kitchen grounds. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, I think I think we covered all the ground that we need. I mean, is that a pun? It feels like a pun. We've covered all the ant ground that that we needed to with this game. We dug we, all the soil. We dug we all. We made soil. a mountain out of a molehill. No, that's not. We made a mountain out of an ant hill. Made a molehill yes. out of an anthill, and then subsequently made a mountain out of the molehill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so I think then, yeah, we'll we'll call it good. Unless uh, does anybody have any final thoughts on this game? It's no Chuck Rock. No, don't don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, I do have uh, a nice message to go out on, which is uh, when you complete the tutorial, you get this uh, this text. Follow the instructions on the screen to learn how to be a proper bug. Yeah!
Oh, that's a that's a joke. There's oh what? my god. What? No, no, maybe you're a joke. I know I'm a joke. Yeah. Ow, ow, I'm racking my brain, but it's not coming up. There's there's a there's a differentiation between ants and real bugs of some sort of real insects, <laughs> but I can't remember it, so I'm fuck it, I'm editing this out. <laughs> <laughs> no true Scotsman. No yeah, proper no. bug. <laughs> <laughs> any any other nice final thoughts on this before we do our outro? I think we're good. <laughs> play SimCity. Um, play SimCity. If you're going to yeah, play a Sim awesome. game, go play SimCity. It's good. <laughs> and listen make, to the soundtrack, too. That soundtrack is so good. Make a ROM hack that lets you put Bowser in SimAnd. Hell yeah. Oh God. Or Tiny Tornadoes would be nice. Bowser and Tiny Tornadoes. Just, yeah, just Sim City Ant. Sim Ant City. All right. So that's it for this podcast. Um, we talked about Sim Ants real nice. Um, if you want to talk with us more, you can go to the selectbutton.net forums and, and hang out with us. We talk about inane video game crap. It's great. Um, so everyone who's on the podcast, uh, where can people find you if they want to want to talk to you more, if they want to hear more from you? Well, I'm Career Rice, and you can find me on Twitter as Courier Rice. Uh, I'm Cuba Libre. You can find me on the select button forum as Cube. Uh, that's not true. As Father Torque. I always forget that I changed my name. I'm also on the Twitter as Cuba Libre 2000X or 200 200X, like the Mega Man 2 intro. And I also have technically a YouTube channel, which uh, it does suck. Uh, but it sucks, and, right? It's it's, it's old. It's like I haven't uploaded shit in year, like since my first son was born, which is not a coincidence. But the uh, the name of the the <laughs> whatever it's called the the handle C W O X V I I I. Take that. Try to find something less pronounceable than that. I dare you. Take that to the bank. Um, on select button, I am user ferrets, and I am also active on Twitter under the handle muscalids, as in genus of ferrets. Uh, this is modal. I can be found at at modal at Twitter. Um, that's M E A U X D A L. Um, I can also be found at modal.bandcamp.com that's where all my music is uh, I'm one second before and on select button I'm also one second before I have a tumblr called counterfeitcontent.tumblr.com and it's hard to explain but I had a really shitty SEO job once where they had me invent pretend characters to run their uh, shitty fake blogs that were meant only for SEO purposes and I was allowed to write whatever I wanted. So I wrote all these bizarre characters, these like about me pages for all these bizarre characters uh, talking about websites with URLs like bigdentistreviews.com. So I took uh, screenshots of all the ones that I made when I was working there and I put them all up on Tumblr so that my completely useless work that I spent so many hours on that actively shitted up the internet could actually provide some delight for people. Is that whole thing your Twitter handle? <laughs> counterfeitcontent.tumblr.com That's I do really love that Tumblr though I just want to say thank you alright uh, I'm Virtual Clint you can find me on Twitter at Virtual Clint you can find me on YouTube if you want to see my old shitty Let's Plays I think I'm called Clint Plays a Game because I couldn't come up with a better title um, 
if you want to follow the podcast itself, I just made a Twitter handle, but I forget what it is. Oh, yeah, at Snexploration. So that's S-N-Exploration. Um, if you have, I, I made an email account, too. I don't know how useful this will be, but if you have something you want to email to me, you can email it to Snexploration at gmail.com. So same as the Twitter. Um, and yeah, and so then that's, you can find all of us on selectbutton.net. We need a catchphrase or something. Every other freaking podcast ends their their podcast with a dumb catchphrase. So what should our catchphrase be? If it's Super Nintendo, I already know what it is, except I use it for my YouTube that I don't do anymore, so I feel bad giving it away. But it, obviously, it's See You Next Mission. Oh, that is good. I was also thinking it's not Chuck Rock if we wanted to have that be a dumb <laughs> <laughs> Well, I like it's not Chuck Rock. <laughs> So until so we'll use that, right? <laughs> so until next time, it's not Chuck Rock. <laughs> <laughs>